0: and welcome at that time, yeah, once again, the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. To the website, let's face it, we keep everybody comfortably disturbed at allamericangold.com. It's another great one today. Uh, make sure you get out there. We had Gerald Salente. he was on USA Watchdog. So if you want to see that interview, uh, that's out there. All kinds of stuff to keep you in the know, and and we got so much stuff going on. Today is, you know, with the everything's okay day. Uh, the Dow was down what almost 600 points on Friday. Don't worry it's up 300 plus points today uh again though you got too much time in the day left someone could say something we don't know uh the the biggest thing though is the trade war and then of course we had the gas attacks in syria i don't know if you saw that if it was real fake we don't know uh the russians say it was fake news we say it's not either way there's going to be a major announcement in regards to Syria in the next 48 hours. Uh, I know that we were hoping to get out of there. They're sucking us right back in, right? You know, they suck you back in. Uh, so a big announcement out of Syria over the next 24 hours. Uh, if you're a big golf fan, uh, the Masters, very exciting. Uh, Reed was the winner. He, he had the par the 17th and 18th holes which he did to win uh holding off ricky fowler and jordan Spieth, and it was it was so funny because here's a guy another an american right plays fantastic golf and you can just tell everybody was so disappointed uh because they didn't want him to win they wanted ricky fowler to win and and uh Anyway, congratulations to him. I know all of you wanted to know how I did in my first ever masters pool. Uh, I did that one. No. I uh but on a good note, I didn't finish last either. So there you go. 809510592 uh tomorrow's going to be a very interesting day. The CBO is going to come out uh, with its uh, 10-year projections. Now, they don't actually mean anything, because the CBO, kind of like the Federal Reserve, uh, is the worst at projecting uh, everything that they're supposed to project. It's almost, really, why do we even have it? Why are we spending the money if they're not going to be And here's the funny thing. Not only are they not accurate, they know it. And Washington wants it that way. So think about this. Your tax dollars, our tax dollars is being spent. And for those of you that don't know what the CBO is, that's the Congressional Budget Office. I would think pretty big deal, right? Hey, these are the guys that are going to tell us what stuff's supposed to cost. And remember last week, I mean, I was going off about how they lie to us all the time, and, and, and I gave all the, you know, the DAPTA and GAT examples, uh, Obamacare, the Trump budget cut, or the tax cuts, and uh, what was it, George Bush had the prescription drug, and, and all of those things, right? And how much things were going to cost. And they always are wrong. And they always use the CBO. Well, the CBO says that uh, it's going to reduce the deficit. It's going to pay for itself. (laughs) So the thing that you need to know is this is how Congress set it up. Yeah, they actually set them up to be wrong. But don't worry, because I'm going to give you the, the keys to how we take the number that they're going to give tomorrow, which everybody expects that tomorrow for the first time in the history of the United States, the CBO is going to say trillion-dollar deficits will start and not end over the entire 10-year period they're going to forecast. So I think the ten, I believe the ten years that they're doing is 2019 to 2028, if I'm correct, uh, and and they're supposed to say we're, we'll we'll go over a trillion dollars every single year, and and of course I'm going to tell you by the end of that tenth year it's going to be closer to three trillion, but I'm going to tell you today what we're going to need to do to the CBO's projection to get to an accurate number yeah how about that so that's all coming up today uh... we also are going to i just saw this we haven't gotten the official numbers yet I want to point that out they haven't come out yet but it appears that in the first six months of twenty eighteen now remember the federal uh, budget actually starts in twenty seventeen so uh, fiscal 2018 is the fourth quarter of 2017, and then the first, second, and third quarters of 2018. That is the federal government calendar. The first six months is now over. The unofficial deficit number, $598 billion, which means we would have run a budget deficit in march and again the number's not out yet of a of just over 200 billion uh remember february's number was massive as well uh we got a lot of ground to cover we'll talk about the budget deficits how big are they say they're going to be and how big are they actually going to be when we get back Patriot Radio News Hour, 800 951 You know, the trade war, call it what you like. Uh, Larry Kudlow, (laughs) he was out today. You know, it's so funny. This guy was on TV for 30 years telling us how great free trade was. Today, for the first time, he actually admitted that that China has been you know treating us unfairly better late than never right uh we'll talk about that too as well we'll get to that in a minute but I want to talk about the numbers that are going to come out tomorrow from the congressional budget office and and here's just the thing and I guess this is this is part of our problem listen we don't want the public to know the truth period Tomorrow is going to be a, a a perfect example of how much the government is really lying to us. You know, you th- you sit there and you think about you know that they collect everything about us. The government already knows everything about us, right? If, if you got a smartphone and you belong to you know Facebook or Twitter or, or YouTube or this or that, it doesn't matter. You're they know. And they just don't want us to know. And they created the Congressional Budget Office. I mean, it sounds very official. And these are this is the group that's supposed to help Congress keep track of the money. The problem is they set them up to not be able to do their job accurately on purpose. It's almost like why do I mean would you would you do a report when if you knew it was wrong? Why, why spend the effort, right? If you knew whatever the the answer is going to be wrong, because we're going to to make sure you can't use actual data. I'll give you some examples. The the statutes that the Congressional Budget Office was set up on does not allow for the CBO to account for any any of the, I'll call them tax breaks, or, or it doesn't really matter what you want, uh, special uh, discounts, if you will, uh, that Congress r- routinely extends every single year. So there's a bunch of tax breaks that they gave out decades ago that every year they just say ah, you, you know and there was the, you know tax breaks that were set to expire that's the, I guess that's the best way to explain it that they were set to expire but every year Congress goes through the motions and then extends it and they've been extending these things some have been extended two three four years others have been extended like 20 years in a row they're not allowed to put that in. Nope, you got to follow whatever we said the law. So, And they actually do it that way so they can make sure the CBO number looks better than what it's supposed to be. I mean, think about it. Congress knows they're going to renew them all. And they also know <laughs> that we know that they know, right? But they don't want the CBO to have that number in their baseline. Another one, what they call supplemental appropriation. Now these are things where we're not sure how much money is going to be spent, but we know it's going to be spent. Here's a good example. Disaster re- relief would fall into that. Uh, we got a big announcement coming up on Syria in, in the next 48 hours, which, by guess, may include either, you know, us sending troops or maybe we're going to uh, lob a couple of missiles over there. You know, we lob 20, 30, 40 missiles. That's, you know, $30, 40000000 million. But we do know that since 1981 the cbo has tracked that number and we could take an average i mean right that would that would make sense wouldn't it hey you know what we looked at 30 years and over 30 years congress always spends about a half of a percent on supplemental appropriation right put that in there cuz you know we're going to spend it right we, we're not sure where but it happens every year that's not in there. And when you think about, you know, when, when when you're talking about a number that big, you're talking, you know, roughly an extra $50 billion a year. Right? Figure the tax break number, that's probably $50 billion a year. You see where I'm going? I've already got $100 billion. The other thing that they don't do, is the bailout and stimulus programs that Congress always has uh, in in their budgets that don't get put on to the CBO. They're also not allowed to show any type of negative growth. That's not allowed. Yeah, I did not know. I thought they could, and they just didn't. But apparently, uh, according to... Uh, what what they're allowed and not allowed to do, they are not allowed to show a negative number. So over the years, since 1993, they've been doing this exercise. So once a year, for, I'm, I'm, I went to public school, so 7, 18, for the last, what, 25 years, They've been putting out this 10-year projection number. And again, with all of these restraints that they know, whatever the number is, it won't be accurate. The nice part about it is we know over the last 25 years the average of how much they've been off. So if you would like tomorrow when we get the number, now everybody's saying that the number is going to be more than a trillion dollars a year. So I mean, you know, just simply ten years, trillion. Now that's ten trillion, <laughs> right? They said it's going to be more than that. So I don't know how much more. Maybe, maybe they're going to come up with a number like twelve. Let's say twelve trillion. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to guess. 12 thirteen trillion dollars our deficits 21 trillion you add you add uh, 21 and let's add 12 that's 33 the problem or the number you need to add to 33 to get the correct number is twenty seven percent which would make the 10-year number. 40, if they use 12 trillion 41 trillion 910 billion would be the size of the national debt uh, in 20 I'm sorry in that that would be 2028 assuming they use 12 trillion if they use more than 12 trillion it'll be more if they use a little less it'll be less but I did want at least to point that out this is on average how much they're off. just a little bit just 27 percent uh and most of the rest what's the difference we know that tax appropriations or that they're going to extend uh the fact that we know there's going to be some miscellaneous spending you know as we mentioned disaster relief lobbying some missiles or whatever it may be that's not in there that's not 27 percent the rest of the 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 deficit, the rest of that twenty seven percent becomes because they're just too optimistic on their projections. Right? They always say GDP never as good as it, it's supposed to be. Uh the they always have it too high. They also have obviously spending too low, and when you do that, you come up with an error rate of about twenty seven percent. So tomorrow when we get the number I'm going to add 27% to it and then we can just determine how big the budget deficit is actually going to be now having said that I just think about it for a minute when I started talking about how big the budget deficit was going to be it was 2015 that was my baseline in 2015, and really it was, I guess, 2016, was right when uh, the presidential election was coming into effect. And on inauguration day, which would have been January of 2017, the budget deficit was, you know, 19.6 trillion. And I was telling you, by 2025, the budget deficit was going to be somewhere between 35 and 40 trillion dollars and now I'm going to tell you right now I think I'm low and and I'm going to give you some numbers and these aren't official yet, these are unofficial first six months of 2018 federal budget deficit 598 billion and here's the the, the, the big part most of this wasn't with the tax cuts yet. $71 billion more than the re- short fall recorded during the same period last year. Here's the problem. April is, you know, obviously we got the tax ban here at the end of the week. <laughs> right? No one likes that. But we're going to have a much worse April number. and And so when you think about if if we just doubled it, it'd be 142 billion. We ran six sixty. We're going to be close to a trillion this year. It's going to be real close. Revenues and outlay uh, and outlays were higher, and this is the point. We know that revenues are going to be lower going forward, and they've been they've been trending that way already. Revenues were up two percent. Okay, that number is expected to probably go to about zero. Outlays were up five percent. And five percent of a much bigger number, by the way. Total receipts was will round up one point five trillion dollars. So my guess is we're only going to bring in about three trillion this year. And, and revenue taxes 3 trillion. Last year they brought in about 3.3 trillion. So there's your, you know, I think we're we're going to get real close to the trillion. And again, these are CBO numbers. I hate to say that. They said that for the first 6 months of 2018, revenues were up 26 billion dollars. And remember and and we're going to lose that 26 billion plus tax come next month. Individual income and payroll taxes rose by $56 billion. Amounts withheld from workers' paychecks rose $47 billion. The change largely reflects increases in wages and salaries that were partly offset only beginning in february remember that was supposed to be you're supposed to notice more money in your check but these were these were the numbers as of the moment non-withheld payments of income and payroll tax rose by 11 billion income tax refunds was up by 3 billion corporate income tax fell 22% or $22 billion. Half of that occurred in December. Not sure why, but December was bad. It shouldn't have been and it's going to get worse. Revenues from other sources fell by $7 billion. Those are mostly fees and fines, by the way. So that was the revenue that were added all up. All of the revenue up, and you only add an increase of $26 billion. What about the outlays? Where are we spending the money? That's next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism
1: and representing a traditional conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. After the poor showing by the U.S. men's hockey team at the Winter Olympics, it was inspiring that the Stoneman Douglas boys hockey team of Parkland, Florida, captured the state championship in February and could represent their state at the national championships in March. The sister of one of the team's players was among the recent shooting victims at Stoneman Douglas High School. Boys hockey is thriving at the high school level, but rising stars will find limited opportunities to play when they get to college. There are only a few dozen competitive college men's hockey teams, not enough to develop the talent needed to compete with the rest of the world As a result, a ragtag team of Russians humiliated the U.S. men's Olympic hockey team with a 4-0 drubbing in Pyeongchang, South Korea. When the U.S. women's hockey team won the gold in a victory against Canada, there was praise, but none of the national excitement that occurred when our men's hockey team defeated the Soviet Union at Lake Placid in 1980. Men's hockey is far more popular than women's hockey for both men and women spectators. Unfortunately, federal regulators who implement Title IX against college sports refuse to recognize this fundamental difference between men's and women's sports. Regulators require colleges to provide more athletic opportunities for women than for men, simply because there are now more women than men attending college. Under this so-called proportionality test, which ignores the greater interest in men's sports than in women's, colleges have eliminated hundreds of men's sports teams, many in Olympic sports categories. This hurts our national competitiveness and induces many young men to opt out of going to college where they're prevented from competing in the sport they love. The Title IX regulators' quota that limits men's sports to their proportional enrollment in college is senseless and not part of the law that Congress enacted in 1972. It's based on a regulatory interpretation first imposed by President Jimmy Carter to appease the feminists and President Trump, could repeal it along with many other regulations he's been properly rescinding. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. You've seen the desperation
0: of women's marches, the disgrace of Planned Parenthood, the rise of savvy young
1: conservative women. Radical feminism is heading down a dead-end road. Voice your opinion on what's really important to women at phyllisschlafly.com. That's
0: phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We're doing a little prepping for the big CBO announcement tomorrow, which, for the first time in our history, we're going to admit that we are going to run trillion-dollar deficits for the rest of our lives. Well, or till we default or change the money, uh, which may be coming a lot sooner than that. But I wanted to get us ready. So before the break, we, we, we had $22 billion of extra revenue come in in the first six months of 2018 and we don't expect that trend to continue but money going out rose by a much larger number outlays for the first 6 months of 2018 2.1 trillion so we brought in 1.5 we spent 2.1 right that's simple math that's a 600 billion dollar difference and again, this is the good number. I mean, you double the number, and you're like, hey, that's $1.2 trillion. I mean, I know we got April, which is supposed to be a good revenue month, but April's not going to be, this April's not going to be nearly as good. But let's look at where the money went. Social Security. Benefits rose 4%. Now, keep this in mind. If, if, and this is an if, if they are right and inflation is really rising, which we can debate whether it is or isn't. And, and of course, we know that it is, but their number. The the COLA adjustments could make this number far worse. But so far, they keep telling us there's no inflation benefits were up 4%, right? We got more and more people going on Social Security. So that equates to about $40 billion a year right now. Uh, And that number is going to keep growing. Remember, 10,000 people a day retire. And they're going to retire every year for the next 10 years. But right now, that was the first six months of this year, $19 went there. So just kind of think about uh, all of the growing stuff. When you think about Social Security, you think about Medicaid and Medicare. Well, Medicare in this case, Medicaid in the state. So Social Security and Medicare together, we're probably looking at, and I'm going to ballpark it, about 100 billion dollars a year at a minimum. And if inflation gets hot, it can go to 200 billion a year every year. It goes up that much. So think about 10 years, right? All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's a trillion dollars. You see how quickly I'm going to get to $3 trillion. And I already know in 10 years' time, Social Security and Medicare are going to cost us a trillion dollars more than it does today. And today, these two programs cost us about $2 trillion. In 10 years, they're going to cost us $3 trillion. How about the next one, though? Outlays for net interest on public debt. I've been warning you about this number. was up 12%. And guess what? That number is only getting higher every time we get one of those quarter of a point deals. Right? It costs us more money. Right now, they estimate that the net interest is going to go up somewhere between forty to fifty billion dollars for the year. In addition to all the new debt that we've got to put on top of that, right? It's not just that. So, uh, up 12% and rising, right? Because we still expect at least two more hikes, if not three. Government received $16 billion less from Fre- from Fannie and Freddie. Right? Fanny, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. 16 but that just tells you what the, the real state of the housing market is. In other words, uh, they they just can't get a lot of loans for the require to fit into the Fannie and Freddie requirements. I mean, look at it; just a a average new home home is almost outside of the Fannie Freddie realm anyway. But that number was down sixteen billion. Department of Homeland Security, which are included in the other category, and I, I, I and, I, and they, they singled out Homeland Security. My guess is because that's where most of the spending is. That was up 56%. You don't think they're watching? <laughs> By the way, that translated into uh, $14 billion. Now, I will say this. In fairness, disaster relief is in the other category as well. So that number is going to be much higher again this year, right? Because they, they parcel it out, right? They don't give Puerto Rico or uh, the states got hit by the flooding and the hurricanes. They don't give them all the money at once. It's X billion this month and X billion next month. Spending on military. Again, another number that is start going to go up rose by $12 billion. Estimated deficit for March. Okay, this is another sideline. So that was the total number for the first six months. March by itself, $207 billion is the estimated size of the budget deficit for March of 2018. That's up, wow. That can't be. That's incredible. Uh, Just give me a second here. I I go to public school. It's up 14.5% year over year. This is how much bigger things are really getting. Corporate income tax payments were down $9 billion, or 66%. That was the Trump tax cut. Individual refunds declined. By twelve billion, so you know what? There is less refunds being handed out. I guess that would help. I mean, that's, I guess, a good number. Maybe that's why retail spending hasn't been so good. Is we got twelve billion dollars less in refunds? Total spending in March four hundred and twenty billion dollars. Wow. I mean, if you did that every month, which I, I that'd be five trillion in monthly spending. Uh, government received $14 billion from less than Fannie and Freddie. Social Security was up 5% in March. Medicaid was up 10%. Interest on the debt was up 10%. the Radio News Hour. We live in a debt world, don't we? We'll be back right after the break. And yeah, this hour is going to get real big. So two straight months in a row now, we've ran budget deficits that have exceeded $200 billion a month. Get ready. That's going to be the norm. I'm just letting you know now. Social Security, 5%. Medicare, 5%. You know, just plan on that every single year. And that's assuming, again, that inflation stays where it's at, at least the inflation they tell us about. Defense spending, right? We we do we're blowing that thing up. Fannie and Freddie way down. I mean, think about it, these are big numbers down. You know, think about it, we may get somewhere around thirty billion dollars gone from Fannie. And, and you know what? I've heard some reports that we may actually have to bail them out again. Not not like the last time, but they're gonna they're having they're running into some tough times because they can't uh, give out new loans. And then you start adding up the the tax cuts and are we gonna look you know, doesn't look like we're gonna get the big growth that we had hoped for? And these numbers get awfully ugly. Uh, right now gold's up four uh thirteen thirty six. Silver's up a a dozen, let's call it a baker's dozen, 1649 on silver. The Dow's uh, kind of what I'll call the relief rally from, it was down, what, 574 points on Friday. It's up 340 points uh, at the moment. The dollar is down. Larry Kudlow was out on the idiot box this morning. You know what? He he really should just not talk anymore. Uh, Totally walking back 30 years of misdeeds on China's trade. You know, when he was on TV, he was telling you how great Naphtha and Gat were. Uh, Here's what the thing that was interesting and what Larry Kudlow talked about on TV today of how North America needs to work together with its currency, right? Kind of rehashing the Amero thing. And and I don't know. I'm just kind of speculating maybe we go to... Uh, as you start looking at these debts you, you start to get the picture right you start to understand why it is that i tell you we're we're in the early innings here that the gold from 250 to 1900 that was the warm-up act you know the the debt in 2000 was 5.7 trillion okay five seven 5.7 trillion it's now 21 trillion, and, and in the next day or two, we're going to have another big jump. So I'm going to say 21 trillion. I know right now it's 21.125, but it's going to jump again. So 21.25, 21.3, 21.4 trillion. And I'm going to tell you right now that in the next 10 years, we're going to take that number plus another, I don't know, we could be talking about a number near $50 trillion. That would mean a 10-year average of $1.5 trillion. That's very, uh, it, quite honestly, well, that's $15 trillion on a 10-year average there, but I really think it's. 2.5, right? The CBO, my guess is the CBO is going to come out with 1.5 trillion over 10 years. I think the number could be 2.5 trillion over the next 10 years, which would put us right somewhere around 45, 50 trillion dollars, and all of a sudden... Larry Kudlow comes out on TV, and he's talking about trade, but then he starts talking about how maybe North America needs to start working together as far as their currencies go. And all of a sudden, you start to think about what is the new currency going to look like? Are we going to go straight to a global? Maybe not. Maybe we do some form of a regional-type currency. At least Larry Kudlow brings that point up uh, again this morning. And I'll get the direct quote for you here in a minute. But it's, I just thought of all the things that he said, that was by far, right, The 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 most telling. You know, the fact that he came out and said, hey... I was lying to you for 30 years, and yes, the China, China has not been treating us fairly on trade, and it's high time that we did something about it, Uh, China's no longer a third world country, you're a first world country and you have to act like it, this was Larry Kudlow today, the president's got to stick up for himself and the United States, where was that Larry? But then he talked about how the United States, Canada, and Mexico need to start working together in regards to their currencies. What does it mean? What is he talking about? Why would that come up? I mean, remember, we used to talk about a numero 15 years ago. Is that going to be what's next, an electronic North American currency? Either way, the dollar's on its way out, and you need to get ready, and we're going to help you do it next. Final segment, uh, this just hitting the tape. Uh, Zero Hedge is reporting it so i ha- i'm going to, to tell you about it according to sgh macro they are a uh, i guess a, a a consulting agency to hedge funds they are reporting over the weekend they released a note to their hedge fund clients china has already signaled an aggressive and potentially more ominous escalation in the development in the trade wars to the White House. Now this morning the White House is saying, hey, we're ready to deal. From what we understand, the Chinese government has halted its purchases of U.S. treasuries despite direct encouragement According to Chinese sources by Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, for China to just stay put, in other words, hey, you don't have to buy anymore, but keep buying what you're buying. According to, and again, this is HGH macro reported by Zero Hedge, Beijing has apparently discontinued purchases of U.S. Treasuries. If that's true, it is going to be a wild, wild week. Uh, today we have, this is a one time when they're gone, they're gone, probably never to be seen again. We have 40, four 0 40 dollars gold pieces. I don't even know what they are. They could be lives, they could be states, it could be a mix. I don't know. We're going to sell them below spot right now. Spot is thirteen thirty-six. We've got forty twenty-dollar gold pieces at thirteen thirty-five. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'll follow. Obviously, I'll follow up on this story tomorrow. Uh, I'll also get you Larry Kudlow's quotes about maybe the United States, Canada, and Mexico uh, needing to get together. Uh, but as it's just hitting the tape here that China may have already halted purchases of U.S. Treasuries that will definitely, definitely create a lot of heartburn in the Treasury markets. i uh, got 40 Twenty-dollar gold pieces, a dollar below spot at thirteen thirty-five, at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two U.S. Silver Eagles. They're now at three ninety a roll, three hundred and ninety a roll on U.S. Silver Eagles. I'm going to tell you right now, take the time and put them away. We're going to see what the CBO, how bad the budget deficits are going to be in the CBO's report tomorrow, and then we're going to take that number, and based on the numbers for the last 25 years, we're going to have a real good clue as to how big the United States budget deficits are going to become. And I'm going to tell you right now, I just don't see any other way about it. This money's going to go somewhere. I think it's going to end up in the gold market. (laughs) 800-951-0592. Patreon Radio News Hour. This just got real exciting. We'll be back tomorrow.